Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. Hey, you know, one of the biggest signs of Jesus' work in anyone's life is the necessity to put others first, to always be looking out for others' best interests, to be putting others before oneself and the kingdom above the pursuit of the world. Yet so many things get in the way of this, not to mention the world thinks you're an idiot for not being at least a little self-centered. What does the world know? Like a bunch of self-serving humans can change the world. Nope, they've tried and they've failed The only one who came and served selflessly and died and rose from the grave is Jesus. And that's who we follow. Helping Hands Charitable is a ministry likened to the ministry of Jesus. Helping Hands Charitable helps Christ followers put their faith into action, whether it's through arranging payroll deduction for charity all the way up to liquidating non-cash assets so the money can be put into action in the kingdom. Well, Helping Hands Charitable is sponsoring today's show. No, we're not going to talk all about Helping Hands Charitable today, but they helped support us being on location today in Sarasota and help arrange some amazing people for you to hear their stories and give us some practical on living out our faith and our work. Today, we have a very special guest from Helping Hands Charitable. We've got Dan Baker, but he brought in the big kahuna today. That's right. We got Brian Green. Brian Green, welcome to I Work For Him. Talk about what help, what's Helping Hands. I know it's a conglomeration of, I believe, 13 different organizations under the Helping Hands uh, namesake, but what is Helping Hands Charitable all about? Service, uh, providing charitable services. Um, in other words, our, our main focus is on individuals. The poor will always be among us. Um, one of our favorite scriptures is James nineteen seventeen, which is when you give to the poor and needy, you're lending on to the Lord. There's, there's no other verse in the chapter or in the Bible that discusses anything where the Lord owes you anything um, except for that. And um, our focus is helping widows, orphans, individuals with health, medical situations, house fires, Everyday life occurrences, when life happens um, and they have a financial need and without a charity or someone lending a helping hand, uh, governmental participation may and, and will probably become necessary. So, you know, I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday about that verse, Brian, that, that Jesus said the poor will always be among us. Is that because he was a little fatalistic and realized that his followers wouldn't work to eliminate poverty? Or was there another reason? That's a great question. I, I wish we had, um, you know, maybe Henry Blackaby in the room with us or Ravi Zacharias or Terry Parker or Larry Burkett, someone like that. Um, I, I couldn't even fathom. Uh, I was struggling with it, too, because I just wonder, what, what was he thinking? Because it is true. The poor are among us. But I think we've tried to we try to give the poor people money. And what they really need is jobs and a hope and a future. We need to help build up their families. And, it, and I'm just, I just wondering, like, was Jesus saying, oh, well, the poor will always be among us because you're not going to do your job. Or the poor will always be among us because there are some that will respond to the message and some that won't. I don't know. Free will is free will. Free it choice is. is free choice. And I guess my favorite line, especially with my children, uh, if you find something in the Bible that you don't think is good or healthy, let me know. Point it out. I'd like to see it. Um, so if they're walking with the Bible and walking with the Lord, generally speaking, good things happen. And, and let's always remember, poor is not really a, an economic um, 
yeah. um, right. mm-hmm. definition. It's not always about money. It's not always about the money. And, um, you know, be poor in spirit. You can have all the money in the world. You brought a guest with you today. Why don't yes. you introduce him? So uh, John Evans is a, a, a local guy here in Sarasota with a very far reach in regards to his business exposure. Uh, started out with a dream many years ago in marketing and has developed it into uh, just quite an operation with programmers and platforms and all kinds of great stuff. But the thing that I like about him most is he walks out his faith every day. Uh, he's always got open arms for, for ministries and charities that want to come alongside and, and talk or host a meeting in his conference room or whatever. He's just a great guy, and uh, he's got a lot of really exciting things going on. Why don't you just start off talking about what kind of work does the Lord have you involved in today? you got a couple of companies, ecomsystems.com and vertus.health. That's talk right. Talk to us about those. Well, besides being a professional uh, full-time husband and father, I also have a couple of businesses I'm involved with. Uh, I own and serve as CEO for two organizations. Uh, you just mentioned them, Jim. One is Ecom Systems, and one is Virtus Health. Uh, Ecom was developed about 20 years ago in the late 90s in response to the uh, internet becoming a delivery platform for services rather than just an information tool. You had no idea what it was really going to be, though. In the no, late 90s, no you had no idea. No idea. Uh, so we were fortunate enough to kind of be on the forefront of that uh, as the Y2K disasters were upon <laughs> us, and we wondered if the grid was going to stay on. Hey, I fired up my Y2K generator this week in preparation for the hurricane. <laughs> that sucker still works. It's still awesome. still works after 20 all these years. 20 years later. 20 years later. Wow. There's a lot of people who invested a lot of money in Y2K things that doesn't, didn't have an ROI like you did. Uh, but we were on the forefront of developing some technology, and we uh, developed uh, a software that is a flagship software of ours called Ad Studio which is a proprietary patented automated advertising system that allows independent retailers especially to develop advertisements for their local community. And the second company is Virtus Health, and that's been around for just a couple years. But Virtus is a a leading provider of ABA therapy for children. No no acronyms on here. (laughs) What does that mean? Applied behavior analysis. It's really therapy for children, especially who are struggling with autism and other related diagnoses. So we have now uh, seven centers throughout Florida and one in Indiana that are providing these services for families in our communities, and we're very pleased to be able to serve them. John, really quick, talk to me about how your faith is shaping your work. And you got, you know, 45 seconds. Boy, uh, that's, a, that's a quite a task to We'll just get started and we'll pick it up when we get back. Well, you know, uh, I don't know that uh, faith shapes my work as much as faith shapes my life. And my life is in work. Work is part of my life. Um, so I think that's a, a big point that I would want to convey is that there's really no separation. I think sometimes we try to compartmentalize what we do with who we are. You don't try to. Didn't it come naturally to you? I mean, wasn't it something that you, I mean, was there ever a point? I know know I'm interrupting you, but that's fine. I'm the host. (laughs) I mean, was there a point in time in your life where you realized, wow, I'm living separate lives, work and faith? You know, I think early on, uh, I think almost every professional faces it when you're cast into the workforce and you're trying to figure out what does it mean to be a Christian in the workplace and how do people react to me? Brian Green, let's, let's talk about, let's, let's, Paint a picture for what Helping Hands can help a business owner do. Helping Hands can help a business owner do a number of, of, of different chari- charitable uh, gifting opportunities. The first and most important, though, is our corporate assistance program, our, our employee benevolence program, 
where we come alongside business owners to assist them when they have employees that have car accidents, uh, medical situations, house fires, or again, as not to be repetitive or redundant, where life happens. And generally speaking, you you have a situation in a company, maybe there's 100 people, 50 people, 1,000 people, and little um, Jane didn't show up at the desk today, and everyone wants to know where Jane is. Well, Jane had a car accident, mm. and now everyone's upset and trying to figure out how can we help Jane and her family. She has a couple kids, a husband. Um, what do we do? Meals, money, food. Well, we have a program in place that comes right alongside the business owner and the employees, almost like a United Way type package where uh, donations can be made into a fund and helping hands will come alongside that employee and pay bills directly to the providers, which not only um, helps out uh, the family not having to write those bills with, with other things going on, but it also adds an extra layer of accountability for the donors, knowing that uh, these monies are being used in, in the best possible way. John, tell us about it. Tell us about what Virtus is all about. You started getting into it, and, and you know, what, uh, yeah, you started getting into it. Tell us more sure, about it. Sure, absolutely. Well, there's a lot of families who have children uh, who have challenges with autism and in other fact, diagnoses. most families have children because that's what makes a family. <laughs> Very true. That's right. Fantastic point. I'm glad you brought that up and, today. And as you mentioned before, God does not uh, make any mistakes, uh, but sometimes there are challenges that are uh, beyond what maybe parents can do on their own. And so we come alongside of them through Virtus and we provide professional assistance through therapy to help their children to be able to become uh, more independent and functional in, in their lives. And uh, the reason we reached out to, to Dan and to Brian is because we see the financial challenges and hardships that come along with these families trying to help their kids. And with Medicaid and At changes. At what age? All the way through? All the way through. Okay. Uh, from the early diagnosis, which may be uh, you know, just a few years of age, all the way through teenage years and early adulthood, uh, we want to help them to become functional and as independent as possible. Uh, and with changes to Medicaid and insurance and things that are happening on an ongoing basis as the coffers become less and less from a government program especially, it affects families. And where they may have therapy or help uh, yesterday, maybe today they just got the news that they can't have that anymore. But did that come up because of an employee that you had that, that brought this? I mean, what brought this to the forefront of your thinking? Because this is really a kingdom. You're doing a kingdom thing here. You're, you're finding a need that wasn't being met within the kingdom, and you're trying to meet that need. What was it that prompted you to do that? Well, you know, the, the Holy Spirit prompts us all to do certain things. Uh, first and a lot of times he hits us with the two-way for uh, to do That's true, it. and sometimes that's what it takes for me. Uh, <laughs> but most of the time, in this instance, for example, uh, the kingdom is about people and serving people and caring for people. And in Virtus, that's really what we do on a hands-on basis. But as we see people struggling, and especially where funds are gone and they can no longer provide the things for their families that they need, breaks our heart. So we came to Dan and to Brian and said, we see this need, financial opportunity, that maybe we can provide some funding for to help people who can't afford to have therapy services for their children anymore can we do something? Can we set up something where people can give and help get money to folks that are in need? And, and they absolutely did. How does this apply to me? John, why don't you try that? I mean, you get a lot of people listening today that are Christ followers that are trying to figure out they're connecting their faith and their work. And for you, you said you were just trying to figure out how to connect your faith to all of life. You, you said you're a professional father, a professional husband, and we're going to call your wife to see how you're doing there in a second. Please don't. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. We, we got her on the line. Uh -oh. She's just on hold right now. <laughs> ring, ring. Uh, Time to go to commercial. Talk to me. No, not yet. Talk yeah. to me about how you 
make this part of your that's driven by your faith yeah everything i do is driven by my faith uh where we work who we relate to how we uh, live our lives all comes down to faith it's who we are and again i've never understood the separation of any of that but i believe that god allows us to live in the communities that we live in work in the places that we do you're here sitting across the table from me for a reason it's a divine appointment and who we intersect with I believe, is God-ordained. I mm-hmm. think he wants me to work in, in e-com and Virtus, not just to earn a living. It's not to try to be successful. It's so that I can intersect with people who may never be intersected with with another believer, may never go to church or read God's word. We may be the gospel to them. Mm-hmm. So if we all do our job in the concentric circles of influence that he has given us, we'll be able to let him reach the world as he wants to. So talk about that, John, culture. So you said to your professional father, professional husband, so, you're, so if you're laying up culture here at work and one of your employees who says, well, John's always talking about Jesus, even though I'm not a Jesus father, he's always talking about Jesus, but it, when they go home, are they going to see the same John? That's the goal, right? Uh, just be authentic, and I think that's one of the takeaways that uh, I, I'd love to uh, leave with this show is uh, we have to be real. And there's so many masks that people put on in the workplace and in life. What's it mean to be real at work? I mean, you're the boss. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and people want to see that your words and your deeds are consistent. So uh, what do you do when you screw up? Because you do make mistakes, right? I will be the first one to raise my hand on that. Uh, I make mistakes probably every day, multiple times a day. But you own it. Uh, you, have to, you have to not try to defend yourself or justify things. Just own it. And when you do, uh, people may not like it, but their respect for you is going to grow even more. Right. So uh, at the end of the day, being honest and truthful and, and having respect for each other is really a pretty good foundation. How many employees do you have here at Ecom Systems? Ecom, we have about 25 employees, and with Virtus, uh, we have a little over 100. You know, God honoring, again, I think is a, a lifestyle, and it's whether it's you're at home or you're at work or you're at a grocery store, wherever you may be. Uh, Allowing God to live through us is the key because when we accept Christ, we get all of him. We don't just get part of him and try, try to grow up to be like Jesus. Isn't it more when we accept Christ, he gets all of us? Uh, and, hopefully. We, I well, don't think so, though. That's the part, part okay. of the problem. I think that may be the issue. We get all of him, but he doesn't get all of us. And that's part of the, the faith journey is over time, giving him more of us, hopefully we become conformed to the likeness of his son. But if we don't do that at the beginning, that's why a lot of people look at Christians today in the workplace and say, I don't want to be like them. They're inauthentic. It's not God's fault. I think we're in the way through our own agendas and our own selfishness and our own pride and all the things that we have to try to overcome to allow him to live his life through us that's most of the problem. But what are you doing to make sure that they know what drives your heart? Because really, your Christianity is driving your heart. So what do you, how do you make sure they know that's what drives those decisions? Yeah, my relationship with God is the core of everything that I do. Uh, and some of that manifests itself differently to the different people and different circumstances and audiences. Uh, some, someone may not know that because I'm not going to thump them in the head with a Bible at work. There's plenty of people who do that, and I don't think that that uh, gives the Lord the service that he, that he requires. It's not very effective. That's not effective. And, th- and there's a lot of things that turn people off. But given time, uh, with circumstances and situations, hopefully they will see the fact that I am consistent, but the consistency isn't in my actions. The consistency is in my relationship with God and obeying his word and trying to live that out. 
What is your biggest struggle? Remember, you told me I could go off script, so I'm just sure. asking every question that comes up to my head. What is your biggest struggle in living out your faith as a CEO of both these companies, Virtus.Health and EcomSystems.com? Well, that's a good question. Uh, again, I don't know that it's the title of the position that creates that issue. It's probably but it puts more... all the pressure. You got all the pressure. Sure. I mean, well, you are representing. Yeah. Wait a minute. Let me just let me just put it in perspective so I can add a little pressure. You just said you have 125 employees, which is you taking care of 125 families, which means approximately 400 people are benefiting from you employing these people, and you're impacting how many customers? Uh, thousands. Thousands of people. So your right. faith is impacting all of these. So no pressure. How do you make sure that 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 God's being honored by what you're doing? Yeah, because hopefully it's not me that's feeling that pressure, uh, but I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to live through me, and he's the one that's affecting the outcome. If you look at it the way that you just mentioned it, uh, that probably would be a pretty daunting task. But it's amazing what an opportunity you've been given to take care of that many families and impact that many people. It's an opportunity. But again, if it were my agenda and I'm in the way of him, I could probably try to take some credit for that. Uh, but me getting out of the way and letting him do what he wants to do through me and our employees and the families that we serve and the clients that we serve is really what it's all about. What's the biggest faith connecting to work and running your business? What's the biggest lesson you've ever learned? Be obedient and, and be real. Be honest. Don't try to hide it under a bush, bushel. That's not what it's about. Our, our lives aren't to work. Our lives are be, to be obedient to God. He just allows us to work. He created a, work. Created work. Okay. He's created our, our society, the, the functionality of it. He's created us to work. We're here to serve, not to be served. It's not about us becoming successful, earning a bunch of money, buying a bunch of stuff, and trying to have our happiness be based on that. It's about us trying to impact lives along the way and allow God to intersect our lives with others through work, but be obedient to him and let him live his life through us and, and not be fearful in the workplace of doing that. Don't compromise. Do what God wants you to do. He'll take care of it. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at IWorkForHim.com. Stay connected and receive power pack content when you sign up for our blog at IWorkForHim.com or follow us on social media at IWorkForHim. And finally, if today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at I Work For Him and online, IWorkForHim.com.